that you're born an Italian If you want your life to be great See that you're born an Italiano And your life will be great Hey there, Paisani, and welcome back to another episode of the Italian American Podcast. I'm John Viola, along with my partners in crime, the notorious P.O.B. Patrick O'Boyle and the Bell of Bensonhurst, Miss Rosella Rago. We are joined by one of our bullpen of wonderful professional Italian Americans today, the one and only Tony Manja, and he is here uh, on a return occasion. He's been co-host on the podcast many, many times, so our audience that's longtime listeners is uh, well aware of Tony's voice. He's joining us today for a very special episode because Tony is one of our highly regarded mentors at our annual Italian American Future Leaders Conference, was with us in Florida for Future Leaders 2 a couple weeks ago, and uh, this is one of those episodes where we get to recap and recount with some of the 100-plus fellows that were there for the first time this year, some of the alumni that came back, and guys, we are a few weeks back, but it's a great turnout. We have a lot of people here looking to participate in tonight's kind of open mic. So I think we have a lot to be proud of. Yeah, I mean, I'm still vibrating from IAFL. I don't know about you guys. I, I feel like I uh, I took a lot out of that weekend in terms of energy and inspiration, and uh, a lot of what we did has impacted what I'm doing these days too. And to be honest, I, I mean, I, I think that the, the future is bright. I really is. I mean, me, me and these young fellows, I, I was blown away by the by the energy in that room. By the way, you did Detroit with us, whatever we did that six months ago, me, you, Rosella, Eric. But this was your first Florida IAFL. Correct. What did you expect versus what did you find? John, I'll be honest with you. I, I, like I said, I was absolutely blown away. Just the way that you guys put it together, the the, the energy in the room was like, so, was like nothing I experienced. I mean, Detroit was one thing. It was a mini kind of conference, so it was definitely different, uh, a little more intimate. But again, I mean, this this was really, like I said, I, I, I can't I can't say enough about it. I've been telling young adult, young Italian Americans about the about the conference now for the last, I guess, what, two, two and a half, three weeks since it was over. And, and I think people are just excited for this. I, I was very excited. And, and Florida is a different, you know, obviously Florida in January. I, I live in Bergen County, New Jersey. So, so the weather was a lot different, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which, which was kind of nice. Uh, yeah. But, you know, really, uh, I, I was just an, it was such an honor for me to be a part of this because uh, being Italian American is one of the most important things, obviously to, to all of us, but to me, it's, it's my life. I mean, what I do try to research, you know, just, it's, it's so important to me. And this, and this really gave me great joy and, 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 and just great stuff going on in the future. Yeah. And we keep the, the, the recurring theme whenever we talk about IFL both years has been all of us in this sort of mentors generation come in with a little bit of hesitation around like, Who's going to take up the banner? And then you go, oh, man, not only are they going to take it up, they're better than we are already. So this is great. Like, the future is so much better than the present could ever be, and uh, that makes me happy. The man of the hour throughout the entirety of the weekend, uh, the notorious P.O.B., Patrick O'Boyle. Pat, how did you feel this year versus last year? I think that there's yeast now in the sense that, in the biblical sense, the mentor aspect is that kids who've done it before kind of pass on it's like the idea of like sourdough starter it goes from one loaf to the next and it kind of reinvigorates the next generation but i don't think it was any different the last time in the sense that there was that you now had a second wave of kids who were experienced and they kind of like added that kind of uh the yeast that got the next group going but again what i keep saying over and over is is that this is for, this is their 
get together for them to chart their future. Wow, the yeast. I really like that as a metaphor. I'm going to use that now. Yeah, bread being so, I mean, one of the can, smartest. Can I, can, can I say stuff that's off and you can edit out? Yeah. I got a call from the dentist today. I go back tomorrow. I got more problems. Okay. Just keep oh. going and going. Oh, I lost part of my jaw. I have I have uh, the bacteria A2 part of my jaw. It's going to take a year to regrow. I got oh, my God. I had a rough day in school. I'm so shot mentally today. You want to jump off? No, no. I'm just saying is that I, I, yeah. I, I, I'm glad you're, you're whatever back. Whatever my lawyer is yeah. on us, yeah, you need I a, need an exorcist. I got to go. I got to, I got to, with the call, escalate this. Yeah, you you need a bad, you need the best Malokia. Yeah. We've been trying everything, yeah. but. Nah, the a, old ladies ain't pulling it off. I need to go. I have, I have, you know, I have the Pope of Malokia, but you can't, you don't want to go there. Who, the Greek? No, I got the Greek. I got the Dominican. I got, no, I got the Greek. But that's another story. We'll talk about that offline. Yeah, we need to take you somewhere. We, we, I got to go to Lourdes. Yeah, I was, gonna, I was just going to say, we need a Lourdes of Malocchio because you got it bad. Oh. I know, but... No, I know Dominican lady, and you got to bend over no, and... No, I don't want no Dominican with, with <laughs> horses and statues of elephants and, and burning sage. I want a Catholic, or at least a Greek Orthodox. The Greeks, you know, in Naples, they used to go to the Greek priests to take off the horns. I got a Greek priest. When do you want to go? Yeah, you got to go. You need it bad. You need the best... Malocchio treatment we can get because you got it bad. People think we're kidding. I've had a rough couple of weeks, but anyway, no, you've I'm, had a bad, I'm, I'm gonna bad shut run. up. But you're here and you made it to IAFL, and I'm here another day, Demon. Who knows? But today, oh, yeah. it's another story. You made it through a great conference. Thank God you were there. I was, it was lots uh, of nice kids. They were beautiful children, wonderful people. Yeah, we nope. had a we had a, we had about 120 new participants this year. And the thing that I thought was really amazing, not only, again, people who are doing all kinds of interesting stuff, and you're going to get to meet some of them now, but also uh, we had amazing geographic diversity. We had people from all over the country. As a matter of fact, the only state that I think, outside of you know the Dakotas, Montana, I think the only state that wasn't represented, interestingly enough, was Rhode Island. I don't think we had anybody from Rhode Island, which up until recently was the most Italian state in the country. Although um, one of our alumni, Dario, told me that I'm, uh, I'm, I'm my information is old. It's now Connecticut, which is amazing because I spent a lot of my time in Connecticut. So we have plenty of representation there. But we have people from all over the country. We had a lot of really uh, incredible conversations, a lot of in- wonderful presentations. And so as has become the tradition here at the Italian American Podcast, we're really not just proud of the conference, but proud of the people who come. And we wanted a chance to Invite them on here and uh, hear their questions, hear their commentary, their reactions, what they look forward to next year, what they took from it, you know, whatever really it is. An open mic for those who participated in IFL2 a couple weeks ago down in uh, Sunrise, Florida. So I see right here the first name that we have is Christian Meehan. So Christian, welcome to the Italian American Podcast. Hi there. It's uh, it's great to speak with you guys. It's a pleasure I'm actually a longtime listener, maybe like four or five years, and that's how I found out about the conference. Um, and first of all, just want to say thank you to you guys. I think uh, maybe by my voice you recognize me. I spoke to John, Pat, uh, Rosella. Uh, particularly, I remember the long conversation with Pat uh, the last night of the conference until like four in the morning. It was just incredible. Uh, kind of recovering everything. Um, So just everything was incredible. Uh, I grew up in an Italian-American desert, Atlanta, Georgia, very connected to my roots, though, which are, of course, in the Northeast. 
and uh, now I live in Rome, Italy, in fact. And of course, I'm not part of an Italian-American organization here. I kind of want to get something started, um, trying to, to discover some routes to get that accomplished. But to talk about the conference, I'm not exaggerating when I say it was life-changing for me personally, not just for the people I met, but to have discovered a community that I always knew existed, but a little bit more so in the mind in terms of academia. You know, I, I studied history, even got my master's, wrote a thesis on Italian-American history, family connections, everything was very deep. But in this conference, I really got like that personal connection. And especially with Dr. Russo's speech, I think that's what was the peak for me which brought us all, some of us, to nearly tears, which I would say. Um, I think the weekend was, it was a celebration, but it also brought me contemplation. So celebration for who we are, celebration for, uh, uh, you know, everything that uh, this community is and can potentially realize itself as. But contemplation, because we also have to think about the future, you know, uh, in this post-ethnic, post-modern America, like we have to ask ourselves, what is this community? What was it? And what are we becoming? And how do we build for the future? And uh, that's what I'll leave you guys with. So thank you so much for everything. And I hope to be back uh, next uh, next January. Oh, thank you, Christian. That's uh, I love testimonials that really left people overwhelmed because... Uh, I have many memories in my early part of my activity in the community where I left a place and was just bowled over. And uh, it does change your life because it, it, it gives you a vehicle to participate. And that's really what we set out to do. And I, I think joyous and contemplative are two of the things we were hoping for, right? I think that's the case. Uh, so, okay, let's see who we have next. We have a couple of hands raised. I see Nicholas Cozzarelli. Nicholas, uh, Welcome to the Italian American Podcast. Introduce yourself, where you're from, what brought you. Hey guys, I'm Nick Cazzarelli from Nutley, New Jersey. I want to thank John, Pat, Roselle, and Tony for leading this and putting this all together. Uh, it's great to be back here and see so many familiar faces. But uh, branching off of what Tony said, talking about the feeling energized, when I came back from IFL, as soon as I was reminiscing on it all, it was really truly inspiring and beyond unforgettable it was the whole weekend it felt like it was uh, a once in a lifetime opportunity but thankfully there's going to be more and hopefully it's going to continue on much more beyond that but i was coming home and i just wanted to share it with everyone i was talking to my brothers cousins my girlfriend uh friends family i was walking to pizzerias bakeries restaurants telling everyone about the mission of this and saying to these owners of all these stores your children need to get involved and going off that yeast comment it's uh, one of the bakery owners, Maria at Aromadinopoli. Uh, it's inspiring that, you know, we're looking ahead towards the future uh, and setting real tangible goals. A, a common sentiment that uh, I think many others felt and I definitely felt is that these are the people we've been looking for our whole life, that uh, we are passionate. We have real goals. We hold on to the past, but we're bringing it forward and actually trying to preserve things uh, so that was really uh, enlightening and all the more it is we were doing it while having fun so that made it even better but as i view it is 
IFAL2 was in January 2024. We're on a timeline now. We were talking about many different goals, and we need to get the ground running on them. We have to look for ahead uh, progress. We need to make action on these goals. And luckily, there's so many motivated people here that are willing to do that. So I can't wait for IFL3 to see all the progress that we make on all the SWOT analysis, uh, all the different discussions that we had is really we are going to be the ones to lead the change, preserve our culture, break stereotypes and all the more. So I'm grateful to be a part of this. I'm grateful to you all for being here and uh, can't wait for the future. I just want to hop on to what uh, what Nick was saying. Um he, he recently, I guess it was actually this morning, he did something on Instagram that I thought was kind of interesting. He did like a day in the life of an Italian-American. And uh, I thought that was kind of an interesting, he actually challenged me to do it. So uh, I, I will eventually do it, Nick. But I thought that was that was kind of a cool concept. It's just, you know, we think, well, we our concept of Italian-Americans from what we see in the movies and TV and in books and stuff is a lot different than, than I mean, for the most part, we, we, we lead regular lives. I mean, for me personally, I wake up, I go to work. I finish my day. I go to the cafe. I have a coffee. I hang out with my friends there. You know, you talk, you, you socialize. I think it's very important uh, for me. And then, you know, I, I, I belong to an Italian club. Uh, well, actually, I belong to a couple of Italian clubs, but I go to one other club that I'm a member of. And, and it's, for me, I mean, it is, it is important to see that, that we do lead regular, we lead regular lives, but, but there's nothing regular about us. We, we are, we, we, we are kind of one of a kind people. Yeah. Tony, I just, I, I just want to thank you for mentioning, uh, what I envision for uh, the post in my Instagram, it is uh, what I label as the Paisano challenge, just because I envision that we're all fellow countrymen, we're all fellow Italian Americans who need to be the ones fighting for what our culture is. And the whole purpose of the video was to demonstrate the regularness of our life, uh, wearing the clothes we love to wear, uh, going to the places we love to go to, eating the foods that we love. And then also demonstrating that we are not mafia. We are not mobsters that Hollywood has connected all these images to in pop culture. When they see a cannoli, they think of leave the gun, take the cannoli and this and that. But if we demonstrate ourselves, you know, I'm a fourth year medical student about to graduate and we demonstrate who we are and that we're not associated with that lifestyle with all these other symbols, then it will hopefully what I mean envision is to hopefully that it will uh, change how we associate these items, our culture in a much more positive light. So I appreciate you uh, mentioning that, Tony, and I can't wait for your iconic uh, video demonstration. I challenge anyone else to uh, do the same video. That's a great challenge. What is the day in the life of, you know, because, uh, yeah, like Tony points out, we're all doing so many different things, simple things, normal things, boring things, exciting things, but you know, we, we've spent a lot of time as a community in the past decades talking about what we're not, but it's really good opportunity to use the tools that social media provides to tell the world what we are, and that's a really diverse and uh, passionate people. So I think that's a great challenge. I hope everybody on here takes it up, and I hope everybody in the audience takes it up as well and uh, show us a day in the life of you as an Italian-American. So that's really awesome. Uh, so I see Andrew. Andrew, uh, joining on the Italian-American podcast. Hey guys, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. I love that we get this opportunity to talk about the weekend because it was seriously amazing. So I'm Andrew Spicer. I'm from Columbus, Ohio. And what brought me to IAFL were um, a few older people in my community in Columbus. And, um, you know, they saw what I was doing with a few of my friends. I 
founded a young adult group in Columbus for young Italian Americans called La Prossima, meaning the next. So we're focused on the next generation, which is really exciting. Um, but like many others in this group, I feel like Columbus maybe not wouldn't be considered an Italian desert, but a lot of us are really dispersed. So, um, you know, we don't have the tight knit community that some other cities have. So it's important You're for better off without it, kid. You're better <laughs> off without it. <laughs> so always positive. It's yeah. nice when you have yeah. them for a weekend, but when then when they're in your hair, you just want right. to get shampoo. <laughs> oh, it can get crazy at our events for sure. So um it's been great though. And you know, we're super happy to have created that. And going to IAFL this year was really important for me. And not only for me, but my members and my group back here in Columbus, because I just got so much inspiration from the entire conference and inspiration in ways that I didn't think I would get inspiration. So, you know, I thought it was really, really cool that we had so many successful Italian Americans all in one room. I mean, I felt like everyone who was standing up to talk, they were an attorney, a medical professional, um, someone successful in real estate, or, you know, we had a lot of social media personalities. So it was really exciting to kind of look around the room and see these great Italian Americans doing great things and have these people to look up to. So um, I know I'm grateful for that. And I'm grateful that I was able to bring that inspiration back to Columbus and to my group. You know, sometimes I feel like, um, even in places that have healthy Italian-American populations, it's a matter of kind of knowing that there are other people that are interested in and around you. And, you know, I remember the first year we had a lot of people from places that are, you know, one would describe as very Italian-American, like Cleveland, Ohio, who young, passionate Italian-Americans who had never met until they met at IAFL 1. So, you know, it's it's also this idea of a desert. Yeah, there are some places where we just don't show up in big numbers, but there are also in in any place opportunities lost in terms of who you don't know is is pursuing the same thing so that's that's one of the things we really try to do is is give people that venue to just connect right that that's a big part of this uh all right i see maria teresa maria teresa tell us uh who you are where you're from and uh welcome to the Italian american podcast hi i'm maria teresa Clark. i'm from new york what brought me over Whereas Pat actually reached out to me like back in January 23 and said, you have to come to Italian American Future Leadership. And then from there, connected me with a bunch of people and organizations like Italian Welfare League. I also wrote a curriculum for special ed children to preserve, promote the Italian heritage and culture and also used for early childhood. But I just thought that weekend down in Florida was just so like passionate it's about preserving, promoting our culture and heritage. And I think that's really important. I came back with a lot of like energy, passion, and just drive and inspiration to make the future better for us as a community. So I wanted to thank you, Ro and Pat, and Growing Up Italian for making it happen. Oh, well, thank you. And by the way, your curriculum, for those who are longtime listeners, you'll hear a future episode about Maria Teresa and her curriculum. We did actually go... Uh, Pat and I, and not only record a podcast together in her classroom, but we filmed in her school, and it's an amazing project and Absolutely one that we beautiful, yeah, really beautiful, oh, really. Grazie. Yeah. That's one thing I, I love about 
when we get to do this because going down to Florida and seeing how many interesting things people are doing and integrating the culture and the heritage and the history into their lives, their professions, their clubs. Their, there's so many great initiatives out there. And sometimes I, I feel like we oftentimes feel like we're taking on so much stuff and it's nice to know there are people doing better and different versions out there and uh, and tying them to their lives and their passions. There's a lot of really interesting stuff going on. So, uh, let's see who we got next. We have Ariana. Ariana, introduce yourself, and welcome to the Italian American Podcast. Hello, everyone. Thanks for having me. I'm Ariana Spinelli is my maiden name, last name Lento now. Um, the very first thing I want to say is I'm from Long Island, New York, originally, and I feel like half of my town was my family, and if <laughs> they weren't, they were like my extended New York, Italian, American family. Um, I moved to Florida last year for my husband's job. And at first I was kind of like, oh man, there's not going to be anybody. I, I'm going to be in this like Italian American desert as a lot of our um, colleagues from the conference had mentioned that they grew up in towns like that. Um, but it's not the case now because of this conference. And so I just want to thank you all for putting on something that was monumental in my opinion because it focuses on the future while honoring the past and it makes the people who are involved in it feel like they're truly part of something you know bigger than themselves and that's that's really like it's profound and it's really important because I feel like I went that weekend and gained a new extended family um, I met people from all different walks of the <laughs> of the country who it just so happens one of the people that I just um, became closest friends with from the conference, she, her family's from a town that's an hour drive away from my town where most of my family's from on my dad's side in Italy. And now I'm going to be able to go there and see that town and visit her and, you know, really have that connection across, you know, internationally, which is really important. Um, and on top of that, now in Florida, I found from this conference so many young proud italian americans who we've made our own group chat we've started our own you know little club and we're going to meet regularly and try to make our own kind of chapter of something we don't know what it's going to be called yet but you know we're going to kind of if it's not already readily available we're going to make something for our um you know our identity and our shared culture in southern florida which I think is is really powerful um and on top of that one other actual item i'm taking that i really have to thank especially roe but also all of you have put on this conference um my grandmother who instilled in me the pride i feel for being italian american she passed away this september and i felt like you know what am i going to do to kind of carry everything she's taught me forward yeah and i'm finally going to this was a sign for going into this conference, being accepted to go here. It's a sign for me to finally post all of the videos I've taken of myself filming myself cooking her food that she taught me um, to carry forward to, you know, feed my children one day and just my family and when people come over. So I'm going to kind of keep her memory alive by posting those videos, those reels eventually with her unique Neapolitan style cooking um, that you know, I grew up loving. So I just really appreciate everything that you guys have done and kind of reignited that passion and love for 
who we are and where we come from. That's, oh, awesome. that's amazing. That makes me so happy. Yeah, that's what we always like, you know, when we envision this thing, you know, Ro and I always talk about kind of letting your Italian flag fly. And the long term vision's always been to kind of turn it into the comic con of Italian America for all age groups by seeding it with young people. But I think that that's the the energy to just make you take that next step or to start a project that you've been putting off or do something with your family that you haven't done in a while. Like, I think that's a big part of, yes, it's great that the future leaders of the community are getting together and talking about important issues, but also just the energy that comes out of it. Cause it is like comic con a little bit, you know, and you, you wrap yourself in your fandom. And in this case, it's being a fan of your heritage and, um, row, right. Am I right? That's, that's kind of the, it's like you did Paisan Palooza. It's just a chance to celebrate and it does push you forward. I mean, I think any chance you you have to let your Italian American freak flag fly is 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 great. I think um, the you know okay, Paisan Palooza was a little on TV compared to the you know NPR that uh, that uh, IAFL that compared to no, not not uh, NPR. What would IAFL be? It was the classy Italian convention. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah. it was uh, PBS. I don't know. You know, it was it was a nice thing. Paisan Palooza was was uh, was just sheer ridiculousness that, that came, <laughs> but fun that, that spewed out of my brain. But yeah. like, I think any chance we have to to get together, the people that are really serious about the the heritage and about the culture, any chance we have to get those people in a room, you know, only good things are going to happen. Only good things, only good relationships are going to form. I mean, I, I'm looking forward to our first IAFL wedding. Yeah, that's true. One of these days, we are going to have some couple that met at IFL, and we're going to hopefully all be invited. That's going to be some booster box. People are going to have all kinds of envelopes if they're if they're IFL connected because uh, that's that's the place to fish if you want to have. Can, a, I, can I be? Can I? Can I interject with an objection to something that Rose said? Sure. I want to strike the word freak. Okay. All right. I will. No, but I'm I'm going to tell you why. There's a deep. There's a reason why. I wasn't saying it in a bad way. Oh, here we go. Come on. Let's just let me. Here we go. Here we go. Okay, not freaks. I I, I wasn't saying it. It's an expression. No, no, I know it is. I know it is. But there's a reason why I'm saying it. It's not negative. Here comes Pat on his broomstick. (laughs) What they don't understand and what we are the conduits of from, and Ro, you're very much a conduit of this because you grew up in the 1980s, more the 1990s, 18th Avenue was that. I've been trying to figure out what is the reason for the success of this, right? So what are we doing right? And um, I think that it's, there's, the kids keep saying the same thing is that they're in a room with people that all feel the way that they do. And what I want to highlight is that there used to be a community where everybody was Italian. So if you lived in Brooklyn on 18th Avenue in the 1980s and 90s, especially the 70s, you had a communal feeling of us and doing the us thing, like getting the cappuccino and the sweet down in the morning did not qualify you in freak status, meaning that you were kind of um, out of the norm. But the reason I bring that up is like, if you want to use freak status, it's okay, like, you know, they wear kind of clothes that sticks out or people who have a theatrical bent. That's one thing. And I'm not saying it in that sense, but what I'm trying to say is that we used to have communities where every, we lived like like Orthodox Jews or Amish people. Everybody around us shared the same culture. 
And I think that what we, this the event highlights for me is that an Italian desert could mean you live in a part of the country where you are the only Italian, but you could also be living on the block where, the, where you're the only Italian. Or you're living on a block with Italian people who don't really care. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot, of, lot that comes out of this. And, you know, compared to if you were in an Italian community in the 1930s, everybody was Italian. Everybody made macro. You know, everybody had the same traditions. I, I was watching on PBS one time. Um, it was a, a story about Greek Americans who did uh, reverse immigration where their parents came from Greece. And they were born here. And for some reason, either for love or for career or for whatever, they moved back to Greece. And now they were Greek Americans living full time in Greece. And um, if you hear Italian Americans that move back to Italy, they're always complaining about something like, oh, you know, the the uh, the, the electric company doesn't work well here. And it, it took me 10 months to get my telephone fixed. But what I found interesting about when they interviewed the Greeks, and I don't know if they kind of edited what the messaging was, but the Greeks kept saying, it's so nice to be in a place where everyone is just like me and I'm part of a community because um, Greeks are big on that. You know, we all know that. Um, but I'm part of a community where everyone I live around, like one woman said, like everyone I live around celebrates Easter on Greek Easter. I'm, right. I'm not the odd man out now. And I'm just saying is that I think that what, what happened is if you go back to the Facebook group for the podcast, the IAFL was just the weekend of a new neighborhood. Mm. Yeah. For those of you who don't know what Pat's talking about, that's our our membership group online. We have a Facebook page that everybody interacts in the new neighborhood, and it's a it's a longstanding tradition. It was started by Dolores and Anthony, and it's a virtual neighborhood, right? And that everybody talks every day, and 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 yeah, the IFL in some ways is a weekend manifestation of that same energy. And to sum it up, to connect to what Rose said is what I'm just trying to say is that we've just taken for granted now to care about where your grandmother came from in Italy or to care about how your grandfather cured sausages. We went from being the majority where everyone did this, the minority, and that the minorities with Marxist freaks, but they're really not freaks. They are the sentinels. They are the protectors of the culture. They are the kids keeping the pilot light of who we are alive. And they were all gathered together. And that was the light of that fire. Well, that, we talk about this a lot with our guests on the show, right? This idea that like people, and our audience, people in the new neighborhood, those of us who host this, our friends, you know, you oftentimes feel like maybe you're the only one, right? Because you're probably the one in your family who's the most active in doing this and preserving traditions and making sure, you know, whether it's you, you're jarring tomatoes together or you have Sunday macaroni together or whatever it is, right? You're you're the um, the keeper in your family. And so it feels, in some cases, perhaps a little bit lonely and then when you get to you know friend groups like us and it's less lonely because all your friends are into the same stuff and and i think it just it comes out like the layers of an onion i guess and so this is just a much bigger onion in that you get into this room and maybe you are surrounded by italians but you feel you know maybe you live in an enclave and there's tons of them and your family's all italian and whatever it is but you feel like you're the one who cares and that in, that that makes you individual and sort of uh, pulls you out and here you're in a room of people who are equally passionate and care and uh, want to let their sort of uh, their passion out, right? That that's what freak flag fly means to me as a as a just a, an idiom, like let your passion out for everybody to see. And uh, I think that that's something that a lot of people have expressed to me. It's like it's nice to be in a room where everybody is that one person in their family or friends or whatever it is. And yeah, I think that's what 
That's what we wanted this to be, right? We created an event for the 1% Italian Americans, not not 1% like, you know, the fancy schmancy in the sense, but like the most mentally ill in the, the, mo best the most way passionate. Possible. Yeah, in the yeah, best way possible. Passionate, but we have we have a particular mental illness all of us. No, but I think it's important. No, I, I'm going to I'm going to argue with that again. I'm going to I'm going to oppose that comment again. I'm going to tell you I'm going to say why. We joke a lot here, but there's a lot of people that say to these young kids, oh, why do you care about blank? You know, you hear time and time again, I'm the only cousin who cared where grandma was from. Yeah, I'm the only one that paid attention to ravioli, how she made the raviolis. And everybody's like, oh, why do you care? And they're, and they're never complimented for that. They're, and a lot of times they're kind of ridiculed or mocked or I don't know how you wrote Instagram. I'm trying to say like, well, you, we, you, you never they, profit they in your up own on tribe. All sides. Yeah. 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 Correct. Yeah. Yeah. You, that, that's, that's that feeling of, we keep talking about this idea of a, a, a Italian American desert. It came out a lot in the conference and yes, there are people who lived completely isolated from other Italian Americans, but you can be in an Italian American desert in the most Italian enclave in the country, surrounded by Italian Americans doing Italian American things every day. You can still be in a desert when you're the one who feels like you're the only one who cares. And you don't have to when you know there's 200 others and hopefully, you know, 100 new ones every year that feel the same way. And and it is. It's, the, it's that 1% of passion, I think, that we try to bring in. And I think we've done a pretty good job of it. Um, all right, I want to get some of the other hands up. Uh, Luca, Luca Hickman. Uh, I, I know Luca. I got to meet him, and uh, he was very kind. He actually brought me uh, a little something based on his knowledge of my passions. So uh, good to see you again, Luca. Welcome to the Italian American Podcast. Introduce yourself and uh, tell us about yourself. All right, so Luca Hickman out of uh, beautiful Tampa, Florida. I was originally from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And um, I would like to say thank you for putting the conference together. It was, was really wonderful and great impactful time. But uh, in, in kind of reflecting on it, I was trying to think of what really stood out the most to me. And the thing that, that came to mind was Basil Russo's uh, speech. And I think the, the thing that, that Basil really hit on was, for me, as an Italian-American, I care about culture because of the people that came before me that handed the culture to me. And the one part in his speech he talked about you know he didn't say what made you interested he said who and, and and immediately my mind went to my grandmother and i think that that kind of thing whether it's a grandmother or grandfather mothers fathers aunts uncles i think everybody had that same feeling of yes it was a person persons and i started hearing sniffles people crying and I don't know that I've ever seen a standing ovation with people jumping up so quickly as I did after Jesus' speech. And what really kind of struck me afterwards was thinking about how my grandmother is no longer with us, but I'm now taking on that role for my own daughter and to say she's going to learn these traditions from me, and if I don't stand up and help preserve them, it's worth it. So and that was that was the big kind of you know, psychoanalysis on my part to say, wow, I never really thought about why I'm doing things I'm doing this way. It's funny, you know, I, um, listening to Basil's speech, I guess because I'm with him on the road so much and I hear similar sentiments from him, it, it actually never kind of clicked to me that he makes a great 
differentiation between not what brought you here but who, and it is so personal, and we all have that somebody in our life, be they with us now or, or past, who handed this off to us or got us interested or mentored us or whatever it is, made us passionate and interested. And uh, I just want you to know because, as I said, you were very kind. You brought me uh, a gift. Everybody that listens to the show knows I'm passionate about Southern Italian pipe makers and pipe smoking. And not only did you bring me a beautiful example of a Southern Italian pipe from one of the finest makers uh, in the South, in Sicily, at Morelli, but you also brought some pipe tobacco from down by you, and you said how much you loved it, and it's what you smoke. And uh, my grandfather, who I was on the phone with today, as a matter of fact, is recovering from COVID and RSV. He's 88 years old. He refuses to give up his pipe. He taught me much of this stuff and made me passionate about a lot of this, including pipe smoking and being Sicilian. And so uh, he's finally feeling up to me coming up and visiting him and my grandmother. And I said, hey, I've got this great pipe tobacco from uh, my new friend in Tampa, and we're going to have it together, even though grandma's going to get really mad that you're smoking a pipe after COVID and RSV. But, you know, he's Sicilian and he, he ain't giving it up. So thank you for that gift. And thank you for reminding me that in getting to share it with him, I'm really very, very lucky because I get to be with the person or one of the grandparents that, that brought me to this uh, culture. So thank you again, Luke. I really appreciate it. You're, you're very welcome, John. And I'll say that the commonality here is pipe smoking is something else that was handed on from my family. Um, that's true. That's, yeah. it's, it's part of why it's so valuable to me. So, so thank you. Yeah, that's a very good point. I, I had my grandfather used to carry me around with this pipe, and it, I always sort of had that in my head, those great memories, and I think that's probably is why I do it. Um, yeah. See, the show always helps figure out stuff about ourselves. Uh, all right, I see Salvatore. Salvatore, uh, introduce yourself. Tell us where you're from, and uh, welcome aboard. Hey, good evening, everyone. It's uh, Salvatore Maranti here from the Calabria Club and Friends of Pittsburgh. Um, I actually found out about the IFL from the ISDA National Conference, which was in Pittsburgh our annual conference rather in Pittsburgh over summer of 23. Um, I had the pleasure to hear John speak about the conference and I was instantly inspired. And uh, that day I decided I was going to go and bring along a few of the members, whoever uh, was able to make the trip. So I'm glad I attended the luncheon that day and got to find out about the IFL. Um, there's a couple points. It's hard to summarize it uh, in a few minutes, but I think one of the things that stood out to me instantly, even on the first night, was meeting different Italian Americans passionate about their heritage from these, now that I heard the term Italian deserts, uh, people from Birmingham, Alabama, Arkansas. I didn't really know Italian American populations existed in those places. Um, Pittsburgh, we have a pretty good Italian-American community. It's quite fragmented, but there are a lot of us here. Um, so hearing from people in those southern states or, um, you know, western where you don't expect it was awesome. Um, the second point uh, that's really inspired me and um, we've actually put action to since meeting people there was the beautiful connections and people uh different clubs um we have a dance event in a couple weeks actually that la prossima from ohio andrew's group he's bringing like eight or ten people to 
attend the dance. Um, I'm actually wearing his club's merch drop, uh, Abruzzo. Oh, I love that. Right now. Um, so a lot of us are collaborating already. Um, the apostolate from Newark, uh, Tony Manja and Eric were also coordinating event. They're coming out to us in April and, uh, for a Calabrese cook-off. And, uh, We've actually committed to a date for them as well at the end of May to attend a couple of festas they have there in North Jersey. I think, and we're not the only case, I think there's other clubs. I'm seeing these group messages. People are collaborating and attending each other's events. And these are uh, cross-regional collaborations, not even just everyone in the Northeast. Um, you know, I already know from, from our experience, we're crossing over midwest pittsburgh northeast ohio so uh it's really inspiring to see we met each other for two days and we're keeping these relationships going it so, means so much that's that really awesome it reminds me of uh you know pat we always talk about like the old days when different societies would take the buses to feasts all over the country right and you'd spend the day and you'd go to somebody else's feast and it feels like that's kind of what's happening here is people are starting to collect around the people in their communities that they meet and then go and interact with other groups i think that there's something very um very familiar yeah sure i think they're recreating neighborhoods it's 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 the concept of the cyber piazza and i think also it's like um you know, I talk to people constantly from the podcast in the new neighborhood. And it's like Tiffany's in Utah and Brittany, who was one of our participants, is in Florida. And we're talking about uh, Neapolitan recipes. I'm talking about Urota Pabastieta, right? Yeah. The the pan that you put the pastieta in. Anyway, Pyrex makes a glass dish that's the same dimensions. But when you're all neighbors, you can send it across the street. Right. And now we can communicate, but we're physically... You can't say, oh, don't worry, here, borrow my pan. Or don't worry, I have the extra olive oil. Or don't worry, you need a, a, a cup of sugar, here it is. Because we're having neighborhood conversations that we're physically removed. Yeah. And it's it's countercultural in one sense, right? Because really, I mean, if you think about the, the, all these American highways went in, well, the, inter, the interstate highway system went in. And no matter what your politics are, the best expert I heard on it, on it, Paul Pacelli, the feast expert, the feast king, said that there's no doubt that the interstate highway system destroyed Italian neighborhoods because they were constantly going through Italian neighborhoods. So now the highway is coming in downtown Jersey City, the New Jersey, uh, the New Jersey Turnpike, went right, right, right through Center Street, where my grandfather's family was. Um, so the highways came in, they broke up the neighborhoods and people moved to suburbia and now they were mixed. Cause you know, the, in, in all the Italian neighborhoods, you lived on the same block as your Byzantines. Yeah. That's, you know, uh, and, and that's just how it operated. You came from the same town in Italy, went to the same place in America and all lived on the same block. So you had the same, cause if you know something about Italy, Italy is a country where everyone lives on top of each other. Yeah. You know, what is the bias in Italy? Why are you like a family? Because you all live on top of each other. You smell each other's cooking. You hear each other's fighting, you know, uh, it, it, and it, it builds a family. And I think it's a challenge for this generation because they're trying to hold that together despite that the, there's the physical impediment of people being scattered all around the country. Yeah, and it's it's interesting, though, to think about the opportunity that presents itself to go and 
do these things together and overcome that, you know, geographic limitation that we have. I can remember when I first started going to the NIAF Gala as a teenager and then into my college years, there was a whole contingent that had come for the Youth Gala from Connecticut, which, you know, even though I was in Fordham in the Bronx, it, it still felt like it was a drive. And we drove up to, like, northern Connecticut one night for there. It was called YO, the young, uh, I think it was IYO, Italian Youth Organization. That was it. And they were up in Connecticut, great guys, great ladies. And we drove up a couple hours, a bunch of us from Fordham and our Italian club, and we went to their big dinner dance. And it really did feel like we were in this together, you know, and... uh it was just such a great excuse to double down. So I, I, it is, it's very difficult when you're not kind of geographically contiguous, but I love the fact that people are doing this. This makes me really, really happy. So Sal, I'm glad that you guys are doing this. And uh, I love that you've got the different groups and different themes attached and who's going to do what. And I like the idea of a Calabrese cook-off. I would love to be there for that. And uh, I'm just really happy. And I'm glad you came up and, and found me at, uh, ISDA and, and made it out to IFL. So th- thank you for being there. Um, I see the next one we have is Isabella. Ciao a tutti. Uh, my name is Isabella Parco. I'm from Chicago. So originally I found out about the event um, through the Avanti Club, but I'm actually part of the Order of Sons and Daughters of Italy, the Grand Lodge of Illinois um, in Wisconsin. And I actually work with Italian Americans professionally, I work uh, with Adamo. He's actually my boss. We work at the Italian Citizenship Assistance Program. So first and foremost, this conference was an amazing opportunity um, for growth, both personally and professionally. I met so many people who I'm excited to be working with um, business-wise, and I met a lot of friends as well. So I'm really happy that you guys put on this event because I really believe that Italians have to you know, make connections, whether it's in your local community or nationwide to assist each other in celebrating our heritage and promoting our culture so that we can, you know, be the future leaders. And something that really uh, was exciting that came from this conference is I was able to go back to my organization, talk about the conference and advance in my leadership position. So thank you guys for that, because I'm now I'll be the chair of fundraising for the entire state of Illinois. So really exciting. So definitely we'll be working with some people on hopefully some collaborative events in the future. So big thanks to everybody. Oh, that makes me happy. I'm glad that the imprimatur of the event uh, gave you a little bit of, uh, of, of clout, I guess, when, when you go back and uh, of course, that will quickly turn into a lot of work. So apologies for the extra work that you're going to get added to. But it's great. It's great to see. It's okay. I'll take all the extra work over here. That's good. See, that's awesome. That, nothing like an enthusiastic participant. And we had a lot of people last year who ended up like in really prominent national positions or positions in their state, either club or their lodge and stuff like that. So it's great to see people, you know, the idea of future leadership being enacted now. So congratulations on that. That's awesome. Uh, all right, so I see Zachariah. Zach, uh, Zachariah Colombo, you want to introduce yourself and welcome to the show. Zach Colombo uh, from Scranton, Pennsylvania. Um, first of all, thank you, John, Pat, Rosella, Tony, Maja. Um, been a member of NIAF for a few years. Um, and uh, the thing that brought me to 
IFL was, uh, of course, I've been a long time listener of uh, the Italian American podcast, all the way back from the 2015 days from the first episode. Um, so thanks to that. And uh, I think the biggest takeaway from the event was uh, all of the networking and the keyword of leadership, you know, with the acronym. And uh, with that leadership and all the different goals and I don't want to piggyback off everything else that everybody has said, but with, you know, all of that leadership and all the goals that everybody's doing, I think it's fantastic. Uh, but as far as myself, I was able to network and I'm proud to announce that I am in the works of opening, you know, the first Philitalia international chapter in Scranton. Um, so that will be a very big thing, uh, because there are a lot of individual, uh, different Italian clubs and organizations for all the different, you know, individualized, uh, Italian towns. Cause, uh, everybody has their own, uh, little clubs and, uh, of course, sons and daughters of Italy and Unico is still very big in Scranton. Uh, but, uh, hopefully Philitalia international kind of rope everybody together and bring everybody together as one whole unified group, uh, that they can come together as one and uh, uh, I can't say enough about the event in general. It was just a fantastic event. Everything from start to finish, from the opening night to the very last night, it was warm, it was friendly, it was inviting, it was, it exceeded expectations and more. Um, you know, and I, I mean, coming up from a very Italian, Sicilian background to, being in the army for 11 years and then finally coming back to Scranton and being around, you know, the old Italian neighborhoods and everything like that. And, uh, not being around, you know, so many Italian people, you know, it's, it was fantastic to have this event and to, to be around those that like everybody said, we are the one percenters of, uh, carrying that torch of our traditions of promoting, preserving and protecting these traditions and the culture and the language and everything else. And it's just fantastic to be around so many like-minded Italian Americans. And I can't wait to see what comes next for all of us as a group. I'm glad you were there. And first of all, thank you for listening from even before we got here. And uh, that means a lot. I, I always love to meet people who've been listening to the show from the very beginning and uh, have hung with us through the ups and downs so thank you for that and uh, i always find the um the message of kind of consolidation and unity that comes out of this conference so important you know the theme that i definitely took from year one and i think it repeated itself in iafl2 is that the future is not going to be about uh what group you're a part of and why you can't work together but how all those groups and individuals can work together within the greater community and then within the great national uh, family of Italian America because that's the only way these things are going to get passed on. Uh, to Pat's point about not being in you know neighborhoods anymore, right? It's got to be where everybody is together, no matter the differences of how we participate, what membership card we carry, and uh, you know whose sons in Italy and whose sons and daughters and whose ISDA and whose NIF and Unico and all these different things or the local clubs it doesn't really matter. It's just about bringing everybody together for the future, and that's what this is all about. So thank you for being there. Absolutely. Thank you for having us, John. A big, great pleasure for me. All right. I see Christina. Ciao a tutti. So my name is Christina Latino. I am an MBA candidate 
And for the past five years, I have been working at the Coach Institute at Montclair State University as the program associate. Um, one thing that I just really wanted to comment on is that uh, as a daily part of my job at the Coach Institute, I'm constantly thinking of new ways to try and engage students in our generation with their heritage, with the Italian language especially. And obviously this conference has given me so many great ideas for programming initiatives and for collaboration ideas and all that kind of inspiration. But one thing that I just wanted to comment about the conference is that attending this conference was actually a sigh of relief for me. And the reason why I say that is because never did I feel that anyone in the room was trying to compete with each other. You know, I feel like within the Italian-American community, there is a lot of competition. And I've seen that, you know, I've, I've experienced it firsthand where growing up, my first language was Avalinese because I grew up with my nonna, so my dialect was my first language. Then I studied uh, standard Italian in high school and in college, and I always felt the sense of competition among students, especially in the Italian classroom. So feeling the sense of community was just sensational to me. And I remember speaking with one of my group members at the at our table, and we commented on how one of the issues that we felt like in the Italian-American community was that there isn't that sense of a unified experience because everybody comes from different backgrounds. Everybody has their own Italian-American story, their own Italian-American experience because of different waves of immigration and other things like that. But this conference, not feeling that sense of competition, it made me realize that each of us having different experiences and us not having that unified experience is actually something really beautiful. And it also made me, another thing that I don't know if it was intentional, but something that I appreciated was that sense of connecting to Italy throughout all of the topics that were discussed at, at the conference, you know, regardless of, you know, talking about getting Italian dual citizenship or, you know, um, speaking dialect at home, all these conversations connect us back to our roots, connect us back to Italy. And that's also something that I feel on campus is that missing piece for people for of our generation trying to reconnect that with their roots, that there isn't that sense of connecting to Italy. So I just wanted to thank you guys so much for organizing this, for creating such an environment where we were where it was encouraged for us to talk to one another to support one another, to give each other these ideas, because this is crucial. And now I'm back on campus implementing all these ideas that I have, collaborating with people. And I just feel so hopeful for our generation. And I can't wait to see what comes next. So thank you guys again. Grazie ancora. Oh, thanks, Christina. And, and by the way, you also brought me a very, very kind and generous gift uh, when you came down. And it meant the world to me. And and then my wife, who I brought it home to, uh, so thank you very much for doing that. No, you're that welcome. Was, I'm glad you, you liked it. Thank you very, very much. I mean, it's a lot. Welcome. And, uh, very thoughtful. But I, what you say is so important, and the idea that the energy around this whole environment is about 
you know, we have so many people who approach the Italian-American thing with exclusion. Like, they gatekeep what it means to be Italian-American. You're only Italian-American if. And you can be Italian-American. It doesn't matter what you are, really. It's a self-identification. And, and that's something that I've learned over time in my career and taken really seriously. And I think all of us on this show and all of us behind IFL take very seriously that it, there's beauty in that mosaic, as, as diverse as everybody's experiences are. And uh, I'm glad that you felt that energy in the room and over the weekend because it, it's purposefully focused on. And I have to say, there are people who came back from IFL 1, some of our alumni, and in the intermediary period, there's been a lot of, you know, as one would expect, Italian-American infighting in the community and certain groups that were part of IFL 1 uh, were less enthusiastic about participating in IFL 2, and uh, yet representatives from their groups we're still there as alumni, and uh, I think it's a beautiful thing that this generation and going forward is is really, uh, I think, I hope and feel above all this kind of squabbling that's kept us apart so far. So I think that's awesome. So Christina, thank you. Uh, we have Anna Maria next. Anna Maria, welcome aboard. Hi, thank you, John. Um, this is Anna Maria Castro from Connecticut. First off, I just wanted to say thank you. I, I know everyone else has been saying this, John, but again, thank you to you and Judge Russo for putting on IAFL. Um, it's It was an amazing experience, and I have to say it ignited an, a new passion and um, pride in, in me. I agreed with the point that you brought up earlier, John, about you know how we're not really continuing, or some Italians are not continuing the heritage and the culture, and we, and I think Rosella said it, you know, we're the one percent. We're the ones who care and who want to bring this back to our families. Um, I had the pleasure of talking to my aunts and uncles about, you know, what I experienced at the conference. And they admittedly said they're at fault for not continuing these the, the language, the traditions down to their children. Um, I'm also working on creating a Filifalia chapter in Connecticut because we do not have one. And I've already told my family, you're signing up, you know, my cousins, they're going to be part of it. They're going to need to learn, you know, the heritage, the culture, everything. They, We need to reignite this. Um, although Connecticut, like you said, I believe is the highest uh, Italian-American demographic, we are so disconnected here. Um, and everyone is in their own little groups that we need to come together as as a community again. Um you know, so again, I just appreciate everything that you guys have done. It was a great networking opportunity for me. I was able to meet people all across the country, even people from Italy. And, you know, I've made some great friendships out of this as well, which I hope to continue. I've already talked to people um, in this area about making a trip out to Casa Belvedere, um, coming to see you guys and the museum in New York as well. And, you know, just working together to keep things alive and, you know, to support other organizations and just to support the Italian American community. And I cannot wait to come back as an alumni next year. So thank you. Well, that makes us happy. Where in Connecticut are you? I currently live in Plainville, but I grew up in New Britain. Okay. I was a great Italian heritage up there. And yeah, I can understand being spread out and split up and all of those different parts. But, uh, you know, everybody keeps referencing this 1%. I think of a a really important mentor in my life who was coaching me through a, a bad breakup many, many decades ago. And uh, he was talking about how people can, can give love and affection or passion, whatever it is. And he was saying, like, some people are just really big pitchers and they have a lot of love to pour out into the world. And some people are small pitchers and that, that's, that's what they can give. 
but it takes a lot of small pitchers to refill a big pitcher when it's empty. And when the small ones are empty, you can give everything you've got and fill them up and get them uh, get them there, but it's really hard for you to refill. And sometimes it, it's like that with the culture, I think, as I think about that kind of analogy that he made, right? Like we, all of us on here, we're constantly pouring forth our passion about who we are and the things we do and keeping traditions and keeping everybody going. And sometimes you do hit empty and you've poured that out to so many people and, and they appreciate it, but it takes a lot of them to refill you. So it's nice that we get to f- take uh, a weekend with all of these giant pitchers full of Italian-American passion and now you've got each other to help refill. So I think that's really something to take away from this. I see Trisha. Trisha, welcome to the Italian-American podcast. Tell us where you're from. Yes. Hi, John. Thank you. Um, thank you to everyone. Um, my name is Trisha Volpe. I am um, part of Trisha's Italy on social media, and I'm also the executive director of Filitalia International, which I hear a lot of people mentioning tonight. So I just want to say thank you, guys. It's so exciting. Um, so I just want to say thank you for putting on IAFL. Uh, this was my first year. Um, I've never been in a room with as many as like two people that have the same passion as me. So having 200 people in the same room, um, it's it was incredible. Um, I remember the first time I was really proud of my heritage. It was when I was eight years old and I went to Italy for the first time with my parents and my grandparents. And I could tell you every single detail about it. I don't remember what I had for breakfast yesterday, but I remember every detail about Italy and what we did. And that was really when my passion started. I said, one day I'm going to live here. And I actually did. I made that happen. And it's funny because sometimes when I think about it, it's like, you know, when you're in Italy um, as an Italian-American, sometimes you feel, you know, like you're too American. And sometimes when you're in America as an Italian-American, you feel maybe too Italian. So coming together as this community, I really feel like I've found people who understand how I feel. And um, we all have really like the same goals. And it was just really, really incredible. Um, My goal is always to um, promote what it means to be Italian American. And I'm happy to be able to do that. Um, You know, the true Italian American culture. And this event really made me realize that there's so many people like me, and I'm really excited for the future of this community. Um, the amount of people that I'm in contact with to start chapters of Filitalia, um, not only in in the in this country in America, but also internationally, um, it's really outstanding. And I just want to say thank you for everything that you've done, um, for you know all that you've put together, and just thank you for bringing us together. It's really been an incredible experience, and I know that we have a lot to look forward to. I can't wait for next year. Um, and I just wanted to mention, I know you refer to yourself as a professional Italian-American, and honestly, I've never found the right way to describe myself, but that sounds just about right for me. So I really appreciate those words, too. Well, now there's two of us, and I think there's probably more out there, so time for us to start a union in, in true Italian fashion. That That's uh, that's the next step, but uh, I'm glad you're out there doing it, and so much great representation from Philly Italia, and obviously Severio needs to go, who's one of our inaugural IAFL mentors as well, and 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 back this year, and has done so much in the in the background uh, in the year in between and on committee calls, and and really stayed so active. So Philly Italia has been part of the uh, IAFL from the very get go, and uh, it's great to see so many people interested in what your model is and what you guys do because you do a great job. So that makes me happy that we can we can share best practices and, and we can create more pockets of uh, of this 
activity and, and, and positive friction. So keep up the good work as a professional Italian-American. And change your business cards so that I'm not the only one. That would be great. Uh, the last hand I see up is actually returning alumni, and uh, it's great to get a perspective from somebody coming back after being there uh, in year one and now year two. And this young lady came through a severe, severe winter storm. We lost a good contingent of people from the Midwest as the great hub of Chicago was completely closed down. But our Chicago faithful uh, from last year, a lot of them came by plane, train, automobile, whatever they could, got out early, got out late. And uh, Diana Falco is one of them. So, Diana, welcome back. You were on our episode last year, and uh, it's good to hear from you again. Hey, everyone. Good evening. Um, I just want to say thank you to all who put um, put together the uh, conference again, and it was an honor to be able to attend again. This time around, it was definitely my expectations were exceeded, and seeing everybody being inspired and seeing everyone come together and really take advantage of building those networks and keeping in touch to attend each other's events. That's what, you know, this whole conference is about is building our network and working together and taking the advantage of what does that club do and what can we do to make our club stronger? It's really great to see the camaraderie from everybody. So I just wanted to say thank you. And one thing that really stuck out for me this year was having when Nick Ponzarella did his presentation on the importance of the Italian language and and that's the key to um, maintaining your Italian culture. It was refreshing to kind of see that and and really motivating that he's teaching his baby Italian at that to see such a young age being taught the language. So it was really inspiring and it makes me more motivated to want to continue the language that I've learned growing up, the Neapolitan dialect. So I just want to say thank you again. And being attending the conference the first year and now getting to attending again was truly amazing. I've been so fortunate to make great connections from the East Coast to the West Coast and getting to just travel. And I wish I had a, my own little plane so I can attend everyone's events because I see what they post and it's it's amazing and everybody continue to take advantage and build that network. Well, thank you again really for fighting through to come back because I know everybody that came from Chicago had to put in a lot of extra effort and uh, it was just amazing to see everybody popping up over the course of the first day because it meant so much to everybody and uh, I do love hearing you know the reaction and the the take from those who have done it now twice. I, I see a couple of other alumni. Anybody else out there want to real quick give us your take on how it was different year two? Uh, I see Sal. Salvatore, what do you got? Hey, John and everyone. Uh, uh, Sal from uh, Springfield, Massachusetts. I want to say thank you. And uh, I, I, this year, what I've been most impressed about uh, has been the camaraderie that immediately followed. Everyone's getting along. Everyone's talking to each other. And uh, we're already planning events. We have a retreat coming up uh, next month with Father Leo out uh, in Newark, New Jersey at Arlie Mount Carmel. So we have a lot of cool things happening. But I have to say, uh, last year, uh, by meeting uh, Pat O'Boyle and Eric Laven and everyone, you know, we were stuck in Springfield. We needed a statue of Madonna del Sunta. And uh, uh, because of IFL, I was able to call Eric, and for some reason, he found a statue of Our Lady in Queens. 
in a basement somewhere. I don't ask questions, but uh, I was happy to get <laughs> You'll that. You'll never statue. beat us when it comes to stuff like that. <laughs> I, I know, I know, Pat. I should have just known better. And uh, because of that, we were able to bring the community together here in Springfield, the Calabrese community, and had a beautiful procession with a beautiful statue. And uh, uh, so I'm thankful of Pat and particularly Eric, but also you, John, because putting this together brought uh, uh, built bridges between uh, different Italian enclaves throughout America and Italy. And uh, and uh, because of that, we were able to get together. And Tony Manja came out and a whole team. It was amazing. Yeah, I'm coming next year, by the way, because uh, I, I don't know how I missed the uh, bus invitation from Jersey to go out to Massachusetts, but I'm I'm coming next time because I'm very much excited to see what you guys are doing. And uh, in Sal, you get a lot of credit, as do guys like Dario and uh, Patrick and a bunch of others who throughout the year really uh, pushed on me and pushed on Pat and kept everybody in communication to make sure we were getting back into the swing of things. And uh, I think now having, you know, another year under our belt and uh, some team members added on and Andrea Mock, who's the executive director of IFL has come on to really help us professionalize this thing and, and, and focus on it all year. So I think it's just going to get better and better and better. And uh, uh, thank you for, for always pushing with uh, positive reinforcement to keep us going, because this really is about you guys. This is about your passion for this and your interest in keeping it going. And uh, we're looking forward to, backing ourselves off uh, as quick as we can and passing this thing on so that you guys can take it to where it's got to go. And I, I really do believe you got to lead from the center. So this is a great, uh, a great collection of people who have shown a lot of extraordinary leadership already. And I'm quite confident are going to continue to show more in, in the future. But I have to say, I'm very, very proud of the people that we have on here and that we've had at these conferences. And uh, I think it's just going to get better and better. So if you're out there, we are going to link from our show page, the IAFL website, which is iafuture.org. Hopefully you'll take a look. I believe the way it's set up right now, you can leave your name uh, so that you get an email immediately when the application for next year opens up. I think it's going to be yet another great class, I I hope, in uh, 2025 for IAFL 3. And uh, maybe you out there or someone you love will be a part of it. So first and foremost, to everybody who came on this call today, our mentors, our fellows from IAFL2, our alumni come back for the second year. Thank you guys for taking so much time tonight to be with us and reconnect. Thank you for sharing your experiences with our audience here at the Italian American Podcast. And thank you for being those wonderful pitchers full of so much Italian American passion and uh, evangelizing out there and keeping keeping the message out and the heartbeat of who we are alive. So from all of us at the Italian American podcast, thanks for listening and we'll see you next week and next year at IFL. See that you're born in Italiano. <laughs>